I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We cannot come up with a punny name for this one. I mean, I've tried Chatterday Saints. And I don't think that's going to work because this isn't too much about religion, really. Um, but it did make me laugh. I like our blight puns. Come yeah. at us if you've got a good blight pun. Yeah, have a think. We're open to suggestions. Um, for you, this show, which is? Which is Blighty Day Fiancé. Sister Wives edition. Right. Now we are going to be covering the duration of this season and what is special about it, aside from the fact that we are a monogamous, married, international, transatlantic couple living in England. Um, and that is that Robin with an eye has no prior. Yeah, can we make this very clear? Robin is spelled R O B I N. Otherwise, it's Robine. Okay. So we'll just call other Robin Robine. B- because that is her name. Okay. Um, so is that, that's all our housekeeping? <laughs> <laughs> well, some people might be listening to this who've never listened to us chitter and chatter, um, I suppose. Hello. That's if true. If that's okay. It's very lovely to have you here. Um, we've been doing 90 Day Fiance UK. We did a bit of Married at First Sight UK, but we paused that for reasons you can discover on our Instagram. Um, at Lady Day. Yeah, we did a little bit of Lalu, Lilu, Life After Lockup, Happily Ever After. We'll do all kinds of things in and around the reality TV world, um, and maybe things not there. But uh, yeah, married couple, like chatting about TV. Hello. And the <laughs> common theme in everything that we cover is relationships. Yes. Um, what else is there? Quite. We love the experience of watching people fall in love. Mm. Um, the lengths to which people go for love. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we also 
I like storage wars, so I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing people's stuff in garages. That's always good. Oh boy. <laughs> um so let me ask you first of all, Robin, um what were your first impressions? Because we didn't talk about this as a rule, we didn't talk about this while we were watching the show. Well, look, I did see the last season of Seeking Sister Wife, which I loved. Um so was I expecting something like that, but just with one family? Hmm. I think I probably was. I got the feeling that it would be a cross between that and like one of those kind of a limited series which shows the true horrors of a family, like the Arm and Hammer one, <laughs> you know, the Army Hammer Hammer House of Horrors, whatever that. Hammer horror. <laughs> hammer horror. Um, I I kind of thought that it might be a cross between those two things, and you know what? I was not disappointed. It kind of was what I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, Sort of like the final season of Big Love where everyone really hates each other. Um, But it's real. And how would you... When we talk about Big Love, we're comparing to... um, The vintage HBO. The HBO. Masterpiece. Series, yes, which was a fantastic show. Um, Do you see any parallels between that and this? No, because you root for the... (laughs) (laughs) Like, all three, you're like, he's really lovely, isn't he? I hope his shop doesn't have to close down. Um, Oh, I like his big mate who he works with that's nice and oh i tell you i don't but you know what this show is hmm. this is the show about like um uh what's the actress's name the best one you know the uh, chloe seven year this uh, um sister wives is the show set in her parents house from big love do you remember her creepy dad who's like the head of the cult yeah, yeah, I think that's probably closer to how Christine grew up, right. actually. Um, but this is like the flip side. Because the thing about Big Love is they all sort of wanted to make it work. And like, was it Margie, the youngest one? Like, the diff- was that her name? Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it was she Barb, came- Nikki, and Margie. That's right. Yeah. Barb was lovely. We really liked Barb. Nikki was hilarious TV, yeah. right? And Margie was just completely lovable, right? That does not seem to be the case with the youngest wife who's come into this dynamic in any way. They haven't all gone, oh, we love her. No. 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 No, not at all. Um- but I was interested in this to hear that some of them are close to others because i didn't see any of that at all well to be fair this was this was an episode that took place while they were filming in covid and so they were all self-shot they were all using um either like pretty basic digital cameras or or camera phones to fill on film on. I me. thought they did a pretty good job. I thought it was more effective that way. I thought the incredible. The, this is what I want from all reality TV now. I the, really do. I don't want a producer there saying let's go go karting. I just want a camera in the room rolling, and the edit is harder. You've got to do a lot more work to find the good stuff, right? Yep. But isn't that really what it should be? Because this was incredible. This was like, um, 
that's a very big K in that, like, this was like, uh, the best, like, bottle episodes of my favourite TV dramas, like the, the episode The Fly from Breaking Bad, or, you know, where you just have, like, two people in a room, and it goes backwards and forwards, and the intensity is overwhelming. This was golden television. It reminded me so much of, um, so Breaking Bad was on when, or was running when I was in film school and we had to choose like kind of, you know, two-hander scenes for directing practice. And I chose a scene between Walter White and Skylar White. And it's just, particularly when you have good actors to work with, it's phenomenal you the know material, and the, it, writing. the, the writing yeah. is is phenomenal and it's and any actor is like salivating over that when you give it to them um i think people might be doing this one out of i auditions. think they will too i think they will too <laughs> yeah for absolute certain i think this should be recreated and studied and people this this is the kind of tracy letts is already writing this up as a play <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd he'd probably have to change. The I'd setting like to see him bit. and Nora do it. What's his wife's name? <laughs> the character is Nora in the Leftovers. What's her name? I know. I can't believe you. Did. I was I was about to be totally incredulous with you, and then <laughs> I forgot her name too. Um, even though she's Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon. We, she's one of my favorite actors. We've spoken in another podcast, which we haven't put out yet, so who knows what order this will go of. Who uh, my hall pass will be. You said it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's yeah. not. It's Carrie Coon. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you won't watch The Gilded Age. Maybe that will be one of your punishments for... Uh, we are crossing the streams. Literally, we're crossing the streams. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, let's. So I, I think the best way to approach this, because it's because it's so sparse... Right. Um, yeah, there's no beat by beat here. No, there's no beat by beat. And I, and, and I don't... Sorry, I don't mean sparse. I meant... Uh, there's a different word there's two that I'm things, looking for. Two things that are essentially intercut. And I know they're, they're different, but you have the outside summit. Stark is what I meant. Right, right. Yeah. 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 But you've got the outside summit where they're all sitting together on chairs they all have to carry themselves. Um, and then you got... That the- was in a flashback. Oh, that was a flashback? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you see, this is my ignorance. No, that's fine. I thought that was kind of um, fine. Um, but you got that, and then you got the two-hander. And rather brilliantly, they're kind of woven together. Well, it's this for me. It's the scene with Robine and Cody, and then the scene with Cody and Christine. Okay. So um, I thought it would be interesting to kind of start with Cody's conversation with Robine. Robine. Yes. Okay. Which is essentially the meat of which is. Um, I need to talk to Christine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but I don't want to do it. Will you do it for me, please? Can someone else not do it, please? So when he's when he comes in, she's scribbling something on a notepad, which is interesting. Um, we've gotten a lot uh, in the past about how hard Robine works. Ah. Um, and one of her, I guess her what main... What does she do? 
We don't really know. Right. What does the nanny do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is the root of the root and the butt of the butt. Because as a um, very clever Redditor uh, found or unearthed, there was a scene from season eight where they were all gathered. This is season 93, right? It's it's season 17. Okay. Um, but it's of course it's numbered differently in the UK. So I d- please don't ask me what it is in the UK because I don't know. Um, all the wives are with Cody. And Christine said that part of why she wanted to be a part of plural marriage was so that she could help raise the other wives' kids, and they could help her raise her kids. Right. And when Rob Ein hired a babysitter, it broke her heart because she felt yeah. like she was essentially saying, I don't trust you with my children. You're not good enough for my children. Yeah. And Christine said at the time, uh, yeah, that broke my heart. You will never need me. Now, it's interesting because Cody turns that back on Christine and says uh, that part of the reason why he emotionally abandoned her, which he will never admit to, but essentially that's what's happened, right, Uh, is because she rejected Robine's children. Right. And refused to participate in their upbringing. Do we know for sure? I mean, this is going back, you know, I haven't seen it. But can we trust an edit here? Is it possible that she was kind of... Like, I felt that Christine was... Hmm, it's easy to apologise because you feel you need to apologise a bit in a conversation, otherwise you're kind of belligerent. But she seemed to be admitting to having done a bit of wrong in the past. Christine, yeah. Yeah, yeah because she's an adult who takes accountability for her yeah. actions. Yeah, so had she kind of failed in that regard of the but also i don't know why robin can't look after her own damn kids but fine um yeah had she had well no i mean by all accounts and again full disclosure folks i have not watched the entire series um if you're interested i would highly recommend the back catalog of the podcast surviving sister wives who do excellent coverage of um all of the back seasons uh it's on their patreon it's very good they're very good um no we are a community of creatives we're not in competition so we uh it's a plural lifestyle it is a plural lifestyle (laughs) in that respect yeah so um You know, I can't speak to that, but it certainly seems that because Christine was raising everyone else's kids, and as was referenced in this episode, she was also working when she was heavily pregnant, working Uh. nights, um, that she didn't feel like she had a purpose when Robin came into the family because Robin got a bait, hired a babysitter, which was something that none of them had, had. done before maybe the babysitter was higher for cody yeah um was it a babysitter or was it a tour manager because i want to know how <laughs> how cody's got enough time for all these wives and stuff and still finds the, the the time to sing in nickelback 
He does he does have unfortunate <laughs> hair and I wish I could tell you that this is the best or the worst iteration of <sighs> the mystery that is his hair but <gasps> it it isn't. Oh wow. Uh he's he's cycled through a lot of um I think it's always been long uh in the time that we've seen him but he's gone through several cycles of facial hair and Hair's hair interesting, combos. right? Cuz like on a man that's Chad Kroger. Yeah. Yeah, not heir to the uh, supermarket chain empire. No. No. You, you, had, you know your Nickelback very well. Had to make his own money with Nickelback. On a woman, it's Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, you're not wrong. Right? So it's just remarkable how some hair can be catastrophic on a man and quite lovely on a woman. Yeah. And that isn't, you know, I'm not saying there are gender roles and that men can't have lovely flowing curly locks just not this one not because that one. he looks like he yeah. stuck his finger in a plug socket so robin's position is that um and i i should add that i think like most of our audience i hate robin uh, there are very few people who i hate in general, and uh, most of the people I hate are people I don't even know, and she's one of them. Right. Um, I think her behavior is Machiavellian, which I would respect if it wasn't hurting people's lives, particularly, you know, children. Um, anyway, Robin's position or so she claims, is that if Cody's been kicked out of Christine's house, uh, which he has, in effect, she has packed up all of his stuff and put it in the garage. It's attached to the house. Um, yeah. Uh, that he should sleep on the couch. It's so weird. And he Because thinks- Christine might want you to be there. She just doesn't want you in her bed. And she might want to come down in the middle of the night and have a chat. Well, how far away are they living? How far away are their separate houses now? I don't know, to be totally honest with you. Because they're building a compound, right? Yes. Well, no. <laughs> I'm calling th- it a compound. In theory, they are. Right, no, right. I'm oh, saying right, yeah. I'm saying no because <laughs> it's never they happen. haven't started building it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so they have separate houses in the same town? Yes. The same street? Uh, I don't know. They're in Flagstaff, but let, let's say they're within driving distance of each other, but maybe not walking distance. All right. If she wants to talk to him, though, she can WhatsApp him, right? He doesn't need to be on the couch. But you don't think that... I'm surprised we disagree on this point. See, y'all, we don't... We literally didn't talk to each other about this show. So I actually... Now, do I believe that Robin actually thinks that? No. I think she's trying to get the audience on her side because she knows everyone hates her. Um, partly that, and partly that she wants Cody to be in Christine's house because she's not going to give any time for it to simmer down in any way. She's going to force him back in there so that it builds to a big fight, and that will force Christina. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, that was the impression I got. Like, this is a bad situation. I'm going to throw What's some petrol on right, this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or... Uh... Gas. Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, okay, but you don't think... 
I mean, if God forbid you and I were ever in a situation where I wanted you to leave, Mm -hmm. um, if you slept on the couch, I would take that, I would take that as a sign that you were willing to work things out and that you would, um, that I mattered. Yeah. But she put his stuff in the garage or or garage as we say. Right. Um, not, she didn't say, I want you to sleep on the couch. <laughs> I mean, there is a difference. And respect the wishes. But, like, I respect your wishes because sometimes there are times when you need to be alone. Right? Yeah. And I, or the French bulldog needs to sleep in my bed, yeah, our bed. Yeah, which I cannot be there because <laughs> the snoring is a thing. Um, <laughs> um and I used to be quite shit at it. Like, I'd come in every two minutes and go, you okay? You okay? Yeah. And that is not a good idea. And I've learned that now. I've learned, like, if you want me to stay away, I will I will let you know that I'm available. And I guess that's what Rabine's kind of trying to say, like, be a suitable distance back, but let her know. But in this case, like, I feel that she painted the boundary outside of what you would consider to be the house. Okay. And she didn't put the stuff in her garage, did she? She put it in his. No, she put it in her garage. Okay, all right. But she's not saying, because as he pointed out many times, I'm surprised he even remembered, they do have children together. And her position is that, you know, he can he can come over and spend time with the children. And I don't know whether the, I'm sure somebody knows this. I don't know whether the house is in his name or her name or what their financial understanding or arrangement is. Yeah. I imagine there are some finances that are intermingled because the first thing he wants from her is a promise that she's not going to date some guy who will yeah. take her money. I, yeah. Which, You guys, I mean, let me preface this entire exchange with the biggest, with an eye roll so loud, you can hear it in, uh, I don't know, Alaska, (laughs) somewhere like really far from here. Yeah, I think snow transmits eye roll sounds quite well, though. Yeah. You you, might want to pick a hot place. it, It might, it might. You might think it's volcanic uh, eruptions or thunder or Just tropical Michelle's storm. Eyes. It's my eyeballs rolling back hard and fast because he says he is, <laughs> he says on the way to Christine's that he is galled by her behavior. Like an ancient Frenchman. Like an ancient Frenchman, he is galled. Um, now... There are some facts in dispute. There are several facts in dispute, right? When he... I get the feeling that's what this show is. What, facts in dispute? Yeah. Well, no, because normally they're they're sort of... They're talking about the moment. They're not really talking about the past. Um, okay, fine. But I, I, I feel that this is almost like, you know, one of those uh, movies where you'll see the same scene and it's uh, shot from different characters' perspectives? Yeah. Is that what the show ultimately is? No, I don't think so. I, 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 and you know what? If I did think so, I wouldn't want to say because I want you to 
I want you to take from it. Okay. Like I'm very. But at the moment, this is Christine's episode. Yeah. So, and and from what I can tell, everyone's like, "Go Queen," and rightly so. She's magnificent. She really is. But I've not seen enough of this, so it is possible that like next week it will be Mary's episode, and I'll see the whole world through her eyes. I don't know. Sure. Um. So the facts that are not in dispute. Uh, are that it's not an intimate marriage, meaning that they're, they don't have a romantic relationship. Um, he does not dispute the fact that, uh, that she is miserable, uh, or unhappy. Um, but pretty much everything else now for background, for those of you who have just started watching like Robin, Christine was within this sect of their religion. Christine was something of royalty. So the marriage from Cody's perspective, so he claims, was to, I suppose, curry favor with the elders of this church um, by marrying Christine. She was the third wife mm-hmm. and there was a get, big gap between him marrying Christine and marrying Robine. Mm-hmm. Um these are the facts. These are the facts. Uh <laughs> there's also the fact that he at one point judged her for the Eating way nachos. that she ate nachos. Yeah. Which to me Now was I forgive me. That's okay. Um, we're we're recording this quite late in the week. We watched yeah. this a few days ago. We just haven't had time. But um, I I'm not sure if I've been reading things on Instagram or if I saw them on the show. And please forgive me. Is the Nachos thing obliquely referenced in their conversation? I, I don't think it's referenced in this conversation. No. Okay, but I've I've read about the Nacho thing. Yeah, I probably mentioned it. <laughs> I I I have said that any benefit of the doubt that he could have ever had went yeah. out the window when I heard he judged someone, Christine in particular, for eating nachos. But so from what I hear, she ate them in a pretty bad way, and table manners are important. I mean, we keep telling our kid Alfie. Not Israel. That someday he has to eat with a fork. Just one day. It drives me crazy. Right? (laughs) Um, So if she was just chowing down on that nacho platter, I I can see, I can see love evaporate. um, But actually it's because she was not the physical type that he wanted and... Yeah, it was a fat shaming thing, right? It totally was a fat shaming, which is weird. Which is fair enough in a funny way. I mean, like, I'm not defending that, but I'm like, if you're not attracted to someone, that is okay. (laughs) It is okay not to be attracted to someone, but don't marry them. Don't steal their life away when they could have had someone that was attracted to them. But Janelle is also... Janelle is still a woman of size. She certainly is. And so you can't really say that anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um No, but the fact is like to discover that from moment one you were fucked. Yeah. Is it it really Yeah. I mean the the heart breaks and his what did you think of his um parries and thrusts in his own mind uh did you think that any of the arguments he made 
had any merit. Um, no, they it, 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 they were all non sequiturs. It, 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 it was, nothing flowed. There was no coherence whatsoever. And finally, at the end, he's just exhausted trying to convince himself that he even has a perspective because he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he's stupid. I think he sees it exactly like we, the audience, see it, but feels feels he has to argue and there's no argument to to be done his perspective is oh we have to stay together for the kids by the way please don't stay together for the kids no one stay together for the kids like i came to love my dad um later in life but when i was a kid i was terrified of my dad he was a monster and he made my mother very very unhappy and i really wanted my parents to to split up Mm. there is nothing worse than growing up i mean god almighty don't could you imagine like those kids must be like please can we go to utah (laughs) please yeah well i think it's it's please i want to see my mummy smile right (laughs) and there are there are terrible things um that that they both raise uh that i think are are devastating i mean the fact that that Christine, you know, asked him for help when she was heavily pregnant, when her eldest daughter was taking care of her younger kids. And I think, you know, she didn't specify what kind of help it was, but I think part of it was just that she wanted to be seen yeah. and supported and to not be the basement wife. All of his arguments, you know, I... I was there. I'm always spending time. You get an equal share. This happens from what I can tell with like, um, and I've often thought about this because you hear about like plural relationships, marriages, and you you talk about it in terms of the nights, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because these rules were written by the patriarchy. So at the end of the day, it's where's my dick going to be tonight, right? Right. You never hear about the days. Ever. You never hear about the days. And that's kind of her point. Yeah, you might have been here on like Tuesday and Friday nights. You might have rolled in. Um, but where were you all evening? You know, where were you on the days when you weren't working or, you know? Right. And and she says that... Three days. <laughs> over, a th- over an 800-day yeah. period that he was there three days. Right. Which is unbelievable um and but he, a blessing sure <laughs> ultimately a blessing yes as as was covid and another and nickelback are a very popular band <laughs> another <laughs> another facile argument is he tells her that mary doesn't complain about their lack of intimacy but and we about see not mary, having and mary is broken yeah mary is mary broken. is what happens if you aren't a badass bitch like christine right it's not even that it's i'll finish what i was saying so he says so on the one hand he says mary can do this why can't you on the (sighs) other when she says i i see you now this is interesting because she says i see you being an amazing husband and father 
to your other wives and you can't be that for me. And then he goes, well, don't compare yourself to the other marriages. So, so which is it? Does he want her to, but also I think that when she says that, that is just, you know how, when you're really arguing with someone, you, you say something nice about them or to them so that they don't think that everything you're saying is informed by the fact that you think they're an arsehole, right? She, She's trying to say, is he that good with the others? Is she, he a great dad and husband to the others? Even to Rob Ein, is, is he? You'd have to ask them. I mean, from my perspective, he has conducted himself in a wholly irresponsible way, in a narcissistic way, in a um, completely self-focused to the exclusion of all others way. I think anyone whose attitude is that once someone, once a child turns 18, that they should just be turfed out and you stop parenting them, especially in, in this day and age, or you stop caring for them in any way or offering them, you know, guidance or your time is totally unreasonable. I think if anything, sometimes adult children at certain points in their lives need more guidance than younger kids do. Yeah. I mean, I question why anyone has kids if, if, if they think there's a time limit. And he has yeah. 18 of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, so, but what I want to, what I gleaned from this that I think was just so powerful and so awe-inspiring is that she stayed in her grounded self. She stayed in her truth. It's magnificent. Therapists and motivational speakers and I can, any number of industries should use this as a, a training video. Yeah, absolutely. For keeping your cool. Yep. Speaking your truth. She didn't, she didn't take any of his emotional hooks. Yeah. He tried to bait her so many times. He called her a liar. He said she was disloyal. He called her selfish. Uh, and then she's coming back with these hammer blows of, why do you want us to yeah, stay together? Exactly. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, talk about, we often say, blast when somebody has a killer line, and she just had so many. I mean, this is a man who... But they weren't blasts, that's the thing. They were delivered, they were silk blasts. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the grace of this woman is inspirational. That is... It absolutely is. And and the last thing that I want to add, the last observation is, um, and I, I did tell you this during the episode because I felt it was relevant, that uh, one of Cody and Christine's daughters had um, very serious scoliosis, to, to, such to the extent that she had to have um, spinal surgery, very painful condition to have. Um, I had it, fortunately mine wasn't so bad. It needed to be corrected surgically, but this was during COVID. She had to fly across the country, which required them to quarantine at various points. And this 
young lady wanted her dad to be there. And it breaks my heart. And, you know, we can all say, why would she want him around? He's an asshole. But there is, I would venture to say, um, there's a relationship between dads and daughters. And I have a friend, one friend in particular, whose father neglected her, whose father um, abandoned her, essentially, and caused her and her entire family severe emotional problems um, and other problems, too. And she still wanted him to be present at her wedding. Yeah. She still wanted him, you know? And so I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think I think that she was scared. She wanted her father there. And his excuse being that it was COVID and, and he couldn't be away from Robine and her children for the amount of time that it would be required for him to quarantine. And I think that's an absolute disgrace. I think it's a disgrace on Robine's part. I think it's a disgrace on Cody's part. I think it is Yeah, this is not the same as, what was the name of the Chinese guy in the last uh, season of Before the 90 Days? Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> it was Ella and Johnny. Yes. Yeah, there are shades of that, yeah, aren't there? But, but that was a bit different. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I, I remember how like he, he literally would lose his job and everyone that he knew and loved would be in terrible trouble if he travelled during COVID. And he wouldn't get back into the country where he lived right. and all of those things. This is a guy getting on a Delta internal flight. This is not a big deal. No, and even if he was going to quarantine for two weeks, as we know, Robine has a nanny. She does not need her husband to be there 24-7. Yeah, he clearly didn't give a shit about COVID if the nanny's coming and going. Right. Right. COVID enabled some people to act in really awful ways. COVID enabled people to act in ways where their freedoms were more important than anyone else's lives. It did that. It enabled people to dominate and boss their families around and set rules um, because they get a hard-on out of the control. Yeah, right? and COVID, Cody's one of, these pe- one of those people. Yeah, COVID did a lot of things. And um, um, we're going to see a whole bunch of behavioral kind of characteristics which have been laid down. But he was must have been over the moon when COVID happened, someone like him. Yeah, it was... It was a season that was very hard to watch. But, but it was shot well, because <laughs> they shot it themselves. Yeah, and, yeah. and it and it felt so immediate and real. so yeah. real, just like it does now. Um, now, if you're just listening to us for the first time, we, we aren't normally this kind of serious, I guess. No, what we're being uh, is reverential. Yes, We are literally, exactly. we're prostrating ourselves on our knees with big wide eyes staring up at the glory of what was... An incredible episode of any kind of television. Yes, um, and not just an incredible episode, not just an incredible episode of television, but a triumph really for women everywhere. Yeah. Um, I am a survivor of domestic violence myself. 
Um, I, in a volunteer capacity, I've worked with many survivors of domestic violence and... Has Cody ever been violent? I not mean, that I've he's seen. He's emotionally violent, of right. course. Right. The, the route that I was going down is that there are... He used many of the tactics yeah. that uh, abusive um, men and women who are what we call in this country coercive and controlling used to keep their partners um, in their shame. And uh, And then the lowest thing that he did was the uh, don't get with someone else who's going to take all your money, which is actually my money, because then your kids won't have any money. And it's like, that's the last tactic isn't it that's the last one when you can no longer control and you kind of try and send out a beacon into the future so that no one else gets what you couldn't get right right and it's it's patently absurd for him to say i'm gonna fight you if you try to take our daughter out of state because if he's seen her three times in 800 days, you better believe Christine has kept records of all of it and that there's proof. Um, and yeah, nothing's and stopping were, him from going to visit And they were in living a, a criminalized lifestyle on the quiet for a time in places where it wasn't allowed, right? On the quiet and on broadcast television. Yeah, he hasn't got a leg to stand on. Yeah. Um, so... We will be back next week, hopefully with more japes fun and, and games. fun and games. Hopefully we'll get They're to... They're all going to go bowling together. They're going to do each other's hair. Well, what I am looking forward to, Robin, <laughs> you, Robin, um, not, yeah, Robine, not Robine, what I'm looking forward to you uh, discovering without my guidance, it, it I'm looking forward to you discovering all the little idiosyncrasies that each of these women have and the kind of the sort of phrases and skewed logic that they rely on, the wisdom that governs um, each of their lives. And I hope that by the end of this season, um, you too have a favorite wife. Yeah, am I going to have any, like, virtual friends from this? You know, like how some people on some shows, they become, like, very dear to you. Or am I going to think they're all a bit weird and awful? No, I think that, I mean, I think that Christine... Well, Christine's now a, a hero. She's, yeah. If she never does anything else, great. I mean, no one else talks about any cool shit that Joan of Arc did except for the whole getting burned thing, right? That's yeah. enough. And let's face it, that was someone else's idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was enough. Um, if she never does anything else, she's uh, still a saint and a, a, a martyr in my eyes. Right. And uh, and a strong, proud woman. Right. Um, may we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. And uh, and her courage is awe inspiring. I am looking forward to. I think what I, what I will say about this show is that it's not necessarily the kind of show where you miss the people in the off season the way that we do with with Love After Lockup. I think, and sometimes, um, but not. Yeah, on, I I get. I go through cold turkey more than destiny goes through to cold turkey when i don't have <laughs> destiny in my life, so, yeah. i know yeah. i know but i think not unlike that there are 
there are aspects of these relationships, the relationships on this show, the, both between the women and between Cody and his respective wives that will keep you up at night. Like, mm. you'll wonder how, how has this happened? Like, for example, um, Mary's, one of Mary's things is that she makes Rice Krispie treats and <laughs> okay. that's Cody's favorite. It's a very lame thing to be defined by. You say that, but she made a Thanksgiving turkey out of Rice Krispie treats. Oh, fuck. All right. And it looked incredible. Um, I will say, <laughs> when I watched Nailed It, right, and like the fanciest bits of the cake are just made from like pre-made Rice Krispie blocks. Yeah. that That is not okay. But it tastes so good. I don't think you'll ever really get how good Rice Krispie treats are because you didn't grow up eating them. I did. Did you really? Yeah, I always prefer cornflakes, though. I'm a cornflake girl. <laughs> are you going to get that right this time? Oh, shit. Because people are just starting to forgive you for that. Look, if I want to sing some Alanis Morissette songs, that's up to me. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, please do come at us on social media. We're at Blighty Day on Instagram and Twitter. Join the Blighty Day Bays Facebook group. Uh, email us, blightydayfiance at gmail.com. Please do subscribe to us and rate our podcast. There will be prizes in two short weeks um, for the reviews that uh, make us laugh, make us cry, uh, multiple winners. Um, so get involved in that. Our other properties that we cover are 90 Day Fiance UK, which is our flagship. Um, and we also have uh, a date blight episode where it's just sort of... Um, unstructured, loosey-goosey, us basically getting drunk and reflecting on the other shows that we've watched during the, re- the week this, where we... This yeah. week we watched the first episode, and I know we're behind, of our inmate to roommate. And we're about to go watch more of it now because and I, well, we're dying. I'm, I'm about to do a whole bunch of audio editing, but I have <laughs> a feeling that Matt Sharp might have just reinvented himself as like a Cannes Film Festival winning documentary my jaw is on the floor yeah if you are not up to date with inmate to roommate if you have not at least watched the pilot episode i strongly encourage you to do so um in the meantime catch up on our back catalog and we will well some of these people won't know our catchphrase now, this is not our catchphrase. This is the catchphrase of the child we call Alfie. It's not his real name. It's not um, his real name. Because he's a minor, we don't share his real name. Uh, but he likes to say... See you soon! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.